This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services located on Kern Street in Exeter, Pennsylvania. Springtime is here and that means it is time to start thinking about getting your yard looking its best. Do you really want to be in your yard all weekend digging things up and planting something new? Wouldn't you rather spend time with your family by the pool or doing fun things with the kids this summer? Instead of cutting the grass, let the professionals at Keller's handle the hard stuff. They are family-owned and operated and looking forward to assisting you. Visit them on their social media page for more information. Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services. Get your free estimate today. Welcome to the PopGo Project Podcast, a platform for the discussion and discovery of arts and entertainment. We focus on highlighting people and events that add value to the world around us. Visit us on all social media platforms by searching The PopGo Project or visit our website at thepopgoproject.com. Welcome to the show and thank you so much for listening. live from uh someone's bedroom who, who do we have in the bedroom i think we're both in a bedroom you're oh, both oh. in a bedroom you're right but like we got one of you are actually in a bed i'm literally in a bed <laughs> oh wow yeah <laughs> modern technology yeah is, is that josh josh is in the bed oh i'm josh sorry Josh, 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 and Jeff, right? Yep, Jeff. Josh and Jeff from the band Paris Monster, who yeah. uh, will be gracing northeastern Pennsylvania with their presence at the River Street Jazz Cafe on April 8th. Uh, the Jazz Cafe is in Plains, Pennsylvania. Um, and I got hooked up with you guys from uh, Ben Travers, who is the owner and operator of Astrology, Day- Astrology Days. Mm-hmm. Uh, recording studio and i guess does he do bookings at the jazz cafe i guess as well that's how he kind of got you guys involved that's how we yeah yeah, yeah. i should know that he was on the podcast once too uh but he's like doing so many things i can't keep track anymore but uh yeah he definitely does out, a lot of stuff yeah shout out to uh to ben for setting this up and when he, he said um he's got this band coming i expected uh, a full band uh, when I went to the Spotify and started listening to some of your music, and uh, I was surprised that it's only two of you. And yeah. uh, the uh, Jeff or Josh, rather, I believe, um, are you the one who does the drums, the keyboard, the vocals? <laughs> almost a one man, a one man show, almost. Yeah, but obviously, Jeff's involved too. So I mean, like. I saw, I think it was the song, um, a vision complete was the first song I was introduced to uh, a fantastic song. I, I don't know how you do it. Well, that one, I mean, it's not, I, I don't know. We just started it one day, but uh, it, that's, that song is not necessarily that difficult. I mean, it's kind of like clavinet or something, you know, it's, it's, um, well, I guess probably the singing is the hardest part because singing is hard regardless. <laughs> right. Well, what I'm saying is I could probably have a, a, a hard time patting my head and rubbing my belly and you oh, are right. playing the drums, doing the, the keyboard and singing at the same time. It's wild. It's wild. Yeah, man, it's, it's wild for me. I mean, I, you know, it's, it's, uh, 
Uh, I'm trying to get him to add a bowl of soup to the mix. Like, yeah. do all that and also eat soup. <laughs> yeah. Just to keep it I don't know. Man. I never thought of myself as a person that was... You know? Yeah. I mean, I, I just... I, I was blown away. So, I mean, the people at the jazz cafe and, and any of your shows for that matter, I mean, they're in for a real treat. I mean, um, it's an entertaining, um, uh, yeah. thing and it's, and it's it good is. too. It's like nothing really suffers. Like the drums are, are, are good the keyboard, the vocals. And then you have Jeff, uh, with the bass, like it, how did this all come together? You know, we, we, um, well, we, we've been friends and, and we played music together in different projects for years, but, but, um, you know, we were looking to start something new and, and, you know, usually the story I tell is that we had this gig at a festival in Southern Jersey and we decided to do a duo, you know, and we, uh, we were late to the gig, but we had, we had put together like a, like a short set of music and we showed up and we like had to go right to the stage and like, didn't have any time to think about anything and we just had this amazing experience playing duo and you know the crowd loved it and we felt i remember feeling like as good as i felt with any band you know and and it was kind of an eye-opening experience where we were like wow maybe we should look into this you know and then and jeff had just started experimenting with his bass and he was playing the bass with different pedals and stuff and he was telling me about this thing called a modular synth you know which is like the 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 synthesizer that he plays that is a big part of the sound of the band. We didn't have it yet, but he was telling us it's kind of like a funk box or something, something that spits rhythms out at us, you know? And, and so, I don't know, it was kind of all just born right there and we've just been going at it since then. You make it sound so easy. Like I, I literally would have a hard time patting my head and rubbing my stomach and you're doing all these things at the same time. Um, yeah. And you started so with was it 2012 that seems about right yeah yeah somewhere yeah somewhere there that gig might have been a year or so after that but we yeah started experimenting with this idea about about 10 years ago and, and it was a lot you know a lot of a lot of uh a lot of rehearsal time went into it and a lot of trying every pedal and every keyboard and every idea and stripping it away until it was actually a lot of, of, of as crazy as it might seem, because we have a lot of gear, like there's a lot of synthesizers behind me that'll be on stage, but it was a lot of using everything and whittling it down till it became a focused set of equipment to serve a musical purpose, you know? Right. Now, so it, it really did become less is, less is more to, to right. get to what the sound of the band was, is... Now, do you guys see what you do as a challenge that you love and, and you do it the way you do it because that's what it is and, and you'd rather not involve other guys? Or, I mean, how does that, like, it can't be easy, right? Well, no, I mean, it is easy. That's what, I mean, you, that's why you have a band, you know? I mean, it's Jeff puts on the machine, I play drums and synth bass, and he plays whatever he wants. You know, that's all it is. You know, it's, it's not, and, and, and it should be something that you can just, you know, get up and do it. I mean, you have to be, it can't be that hard if you're going to get up. Think about like all these stages we get up on. You have like 10 minutes to get something together half the time. You know what I mean? You like plug in your shit and you're just like, all right, do it. Oh, I can't hear my voice. Doesn't matter. Just do it. You know what I mean? It's, it's like, you know, 
I mean, I understand why. I mean, obviously, there's stuff that you need to work out, and 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 there are limitations to to what we do in terms of us soloing and stuff like that. Sometimes, um, whereas if you have a band with a bunch of of other players, you can just kind of rely on jamming. Yeah, point to the next when, guy, and yeah, yeah, hey, you take one. You know, with with a duo, and I'm sure other duos run into this too, regardless of their instrumentation. Like, you really have to like find a way to kind of form something together because. Um, you know, I don't know. There's just the, there's only two people and there's only so much space sonically. So it's like it can kind of get boring sometimes. Um, that's why we like to write songs and just have it be like, that's what we're playing. You know what I mean? Um, but sometimes we stretch out and it can become like funky and we can jam out and get psychedelic. I mean, anything can happen. Um but yeah, I mean, I guess that if you were to look at what we're doing, it does, it looks crazy. You know, it looks like a mad scientist. Jeff looks like a mad scientist and I look like a, an octopus or something. Everyone always says, you know, and it's like, I totally understand that. Um, and it's fun. I mean, it's fun. It's fun for me to do that. I mean, it, you, it's a, it's a tremendous amount of power to be like, you know, you have a drum set going through a, a sound system and you're singing and, and you're not only doing that, but you're like in command of the baseline. I mean, that's like, that's so much music, you know, that you're responsible for. And and it's all, you know, the bass pumping through the system. I mean, it feels amazing. You know? yeah, as, as far as like, you know, like uh, other, like making it a trio or a quartet, because obviously we could hand off Josh's keyboard duties to a keyboardist and, you know, a guitarist could kind of take some of the, work I'm doing on the, like when I'm doing pitch shifted bass stuff, guitars could do that. But I think it's the, the kind of the, the limitations that we run into and the, the problems that we run into trying to do it this way. We have to come up with creative solutions and that, that results in the sound. So if we, if we had other people do that, it would sound different and probably not as special. It'd sound like it would at least sound closer to a lot of other bands by doing it in a traditional way. Right. You know. And you mentioned but, I mean, already at the end of the day. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. go ahead. I was just going to say at the end of the day, you, you form a band and, and you just, you know, that's what it is. I mean, but we have guests sometimes, you know, it, um, usually so far we've had mostly singers as guests. But, okay. Yeah. And as far as uh, you mentioned songwriting, what does that process look like for you guys? You know, just being just the two of you. We send stuff back and forth. I mean, it's, it's usually me writing the music and Jeff writing the lyrics, but it can, it can happen any way, you know, and especially now, you know, we can like get tracks totally started and because we both have studios and, you know, there's a cool beat, stuff like that. And you're based out of Brooklyn. Um, we yeah, we we're both still ahead. in the New York area, but yeah. yeah. So you're not very close in proximity, is what you're saying. Right so now, we're not. Right. right now, yeah, we're both outside of the city. But yeah. So technology is your friend. What's that? Yeah. So technology is your friend. Exactly. Totally. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. I think it's been uh, it's become everyone's friend, especially with the last two years of this pandemic. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I hate talking yeah. about it. I really do. But I feel like it's been such a, a big part of our lives the last two years. I I feel uh if I don't touch on it, it's like, you know, we're we're 
forgetting about tears of our lives. Mm-hmm. Sure. And how did that, how did you guys fare, you know, being in or near the, the city and uh, how were your lives affected by that? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I get my fiance and I were kind of lucky in that we had just moved out of Brooklyn. So we had, we had some more space and we could kind of be outdoors and not totally cooped up in a tiny Brooklyn apartment like we'd been living in. Um, Josh was right in the city um, through it all, right? Pretty much. Yeah, we, we moved out. We, we, we got a house like, you know, somewhere about six months into the pandemic because it was just like we were hurting in, in Brooklyn. Um, but for, it for numerous band, reasons, yeah, you know, I mean, but, obviously, like every other band, halted us in terms of touring and and recording for a while. We kind of got back to the recording sooner than the playing. Right. Then had to adjust and figure out. You know, like okay, we got to figure out this streaming thing because it seems like that's what we're doing for a while. Yeah. Had some had some great shows, great experiences doing that um, for sure. Um, but now we're excited to get back to back on the road for sure. Have you played any shows yet since the pandemic has somewhat subsided? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. For a while, I mean, for a while it was obviously a bunch of outdoor stuff. Right. Um, but we're back kind of back to it now. Yeah. Now, did you guys kind of, I mean, everyone has their own feeling about, you know, entering back into the world and, and performing music or being in a, uh, indoor club like did you have any hesitations to uh to kind of get back out there or were you guys just like really jones and you didn't care and you're like yo we're this is what we do we love this and we're gonna play no matter what i mean it was it, i mean i i i wanted to get back as soon as we could but um i mean at first we were playing shows and and it was like you know you could only have 50 people even if the place was like pretty big so that was weird um i wanted us to play i mean wearing a mask while you play that's pretty tough i mean mm-hmm. that, that was a tough thing to get into uh or, or in general that whole thing um being around i mean th- there was one one show where i had i, I te- what was that jeff i tested positive but i wasn't positive it was like a false positive like the next day mm-hmm. and i had to tell everybody oh right like, yeah, yeah. oh sorry everybody they had to cancel the show i didn't even have it it was a false positive, but they had to cancel other people's shows at that. Yeah. Venue. I mean, that part of it sucked, man. I mean, it's just like so much, so much stuff like that where you're just like, Oh my God, like just one little thing. Everyone is not, you know, everyone's home that night. No one is working. You know, it was just like, so that, that part of it was tough. Um, so you felt like you couldn't get back fully because of so much stuff like that. It, it made it harder to say yes to everything. Cause you had to consider that, you know, but, um, I think, well, I mean, I think now we both feel fine. I mean, we're both vaccinated and so I feel totally safe and fine and we're being yeah. careful, you know, when we come back home and testing when we can, you know, how we can before we are back around people and doing that thing, you know, yeah, it almost feels like it's over. I mean, I don't want to say that and jinx it. And obviously there's, you know, variants and all that kind of stuff in the news. I don't know if they uh, are reporting, you know, uh, the truth all the time. I don't want to get into like conspiracies and shit like that. But like, it, it's it's just 
I feel like they're always kind of like just keeping it over our shoulder. Like, Hey, we're still here. Like it's still here. Like, and, um, it feels pretty good out there. I mean, I was just in Atlantic city, uh, the last weekend, weekend before that I was in Boston. And I mean, I have a, a young, young son, he's four years old. So I, I, I wasn't like, I, I did my best to kind of stay away from big crowds, but like there were still people moving and, and, and young kids saying the hell with it, dancing, having a good time and hugging and kissing and all that kind of shit. But, um, yeah, what a time to be alive. I know it's crazy. I, I have a daughter. She's two. So I, I also was kind of staying away from people, you know, but, and, and I, and I've definitely seen a difference in attendance with every musical project I've been involved in. I mean, like I know for Jeff and I, we, we started playing in New York again and you know, there's, you can definitely feel that some people still aren't comfortable, you know, um, for whatever reason, you know? So that, that kind of exists, but, but New York is starting to come, you know, back, back to life and, and people are, the music scene is back bustling again, which is great, man. It's really great. I was so worried that New York would, I mean, I knew that eventually they would rebound, but I didn't think it was going to be as quickly as it kind of has been just because, I mean, I thought this was going to like, I mean, it was great. Granted, it was awful for the past two years. Right. But I just thought like people were going to get set in their ways and form new habits and get used to the, the live streams on the internet and, you know, stay inside and have your groceries delivered to your houses or apartments. And, and I just, I didn't think people were going to be, um, you know, as eager to get back out as they have been, which is, it's great. I mean, we can't be controlled. I mean, we don't really here on this earth for so long. We can't, you know, we can't spend it being afraid and living in, in our homes by ourselves. So it's like, I'm happy. I know eventually. Yeah. You got to get back out eventually. No, it's seriously. Yeah, no, that's, it's, it's, it's tricky. And yeah. But yeah, and it has to be like cognizant of the fact that, you know, like there's so many people who are like, if you're not wearing a mask, you're a piece of shit. Or like, and there's people who, you know, if, if they see you wearing a mask, that you're a, a coward and you're sheep and you're, you know, all this. And it is, it's just a wild time to be alive in, in that, like, you know, you just never know who you're going to offend. And, and you're just trying to do the best you can to keep yourself safe, your family safe, your friends safe. And it's just, it's just wild. I never, yeah. I never thought we'd, we'd experience this. I just think it shows a lot about human beings, man. I think everyone just needs to calm down and respect each other. <laughs> no, uh, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm sure you've heard of the Oscars and what happened there. I mean, according to Will Smith, she, someone says something bad, you just go up there and smack him in the mouth, right? Yeah. <laughs> what a, what I don't a, know. I, I thought initially it was fake. I, I thought for sure this is this can't be real. This is too like. I thought maybe one of them has a new movie coming out. And then I realized that Chris Rock had a, a new comedy tour. Uh, he's just started like yesterday, the day before I'm like, this cannot be real, but now there's apologies and now there's police involved and all this other kind of stuff. So I guess it was real. I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. I don't know. Being real to me, but, uh, I don't know those guys. So yeah. Yeah. I think the, um, the biggest, issue i had with that the saddest part about that um obviously we lost taylor hawkins um a couple of nights prior to that and i feel like that moment um like the the moment at the oscars overshadowed the loss of such a 
a great musician. And I'm sure Josh, as a drummer, you can probably appreciate, you know, the value he had. Uh, to, I, I, I can't even imagine. I mean, we, we have we have a lot of friends who are close with him. And, you know, yeah, I mean, what's there to say? I don't know. Yeah, I never had you're here and the next minute you're not. Yeah, I mean the Foo Fighters for me is a top top five favorite band of mine. I had the pleasure of seeing them at, you know only once. Um and obviously I I never met Taylor, I never met him or uh, I yeah, I don't I don't know him. Um but he just had that like he's always smiling. He, it felt like you did know him just because he he's always smiling and hanging out and him and and Dave Grohl were seemed like brothers and and things like that. It's just a, such a I don't know. It's sad. It just—it's so sad. Yeah, that whole that whole band that whole band seems like a class act. You know, I mean, really. You know that. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's really hard to lose people. Yeah. Do you think that the Foo Fighters go on as the Foo Fighters? I think that they will. I mean, I I but 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 I think that it's. I mean, it just made me emotional that they canceled the rest of it you know what i mean because like i mean i well, what do i know i mean i'm not playing stadiums and i'm not in a famous rock band but the who didn't didn't they like play the next night when john and whistle od'd or something like pete know. townsend was just like you know oh you know i'm gonna get someone else to fill it you know what i mean it was just like i mean there's there's so many different schools to it i mean or like take led zeppelin that never played again yeah. you know what i mean or I guess they did, but you know, you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. They, 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 they were like, that's it. It's over. Yeah. So there's so many different ways. And, and I don't know if the Foo Fighters seem as, I, I, I don't know. I don't know any of them, you know, who knows? I don't know. I, I hope but, they, but, but, but I don't think, I mean, you know, yeah, that seems, I guess we'll see. Yeah. I, I, I'd be surprised if they continue on as the Foo Fighters. I really, I really, really, okay. I, I mean, who do I? What was do I Taylor know? on like all the original stuff? I mean, I think they had like a a drummer uh, in the very beginning that I think Dave Grohl actually fired, and that he actually went in the studio, recorded all the drums himself, and and kind of pretended like that guy didn't exist. I forget his name, but Taylor's been around for for like, you know ninety eight percent of the the life of Foo Fighters, I believe. Um, wow. Don't quote me. Maybe now, they won't then. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Just the camaraderie that, like, you know, Dave and Taylor had, and the, well, the, his last performance when Dave went on the drums and Taylor came out and sang a, a Queen song, I believe it was. Um, you know, Taylor said, "If it wasn't for Dave Grohl, I'd be delivering pizzas." So, like, there's like a, I think there's a very special bond, you know, between those two guys, especially. And yeah, and you have Dave Grohl. You know, at first he loses his lead singer, and now he loses his drummer. You know. Yeah, I, I did think about that. I mean, you know, but it's crazy. It is crazy. But I mean, you mentioned some bands in the, uh, that conversation. What are some inspirations that you guys kind of have and that you kind of, you know, carry on with you and, you know, kind of using your music? Well, I mean, we both grew up, um, well, and continue to be fans of, of jazz music classic rock electronic music um josh has a big background in funk 
you like avant-garde music, kind of a little, a little everything. I mean, if you're a musician and you're not, I don't know, you're closed off to any kind of music. I don't really know what you're doing, whether you like everything or not, you know? So we, we listen to anything that someone tells us to check out basically, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's never ending now, man. I mean, I make playlists. I don't even listen to them because I've got so many, you know, it's like, it's, I, yeah. it's so hard. It's so hard. No, it, I mean, and it's a good problem to have, but like, I'm, I'm overwhelmed and, you know, and, and I love it. Like I, I'm finding out with the internet, it's like, I find out about bands from like other decades that like, you know, I thought I actually knew something. And then it'd be like, who the fuck is this band? I mean, they're amazing. Yeah. You know? And, and then you find out that they had like five albums, you know, it's, it's just, it's crazy. Um, yeah. It's just, that's always fun. I, I always like finding new bands and then, you know, like you said, they have like five albums prior to that and you kind of just like get lost, you know, for a week in those. Um, they happened to me with the Gaslight Anthem, which I'm happy to hear that they're back. Yeah. Um, That's yeah, cool. I found them in 2013, I think. And they had like five albums in the back catalog. That was, that was, that was fun. But like, there's just so much music and like, I have to pick and choose. Like, you know, when Ben tells me to listen to something, Ben Travers, I'll listen because I, I respect his his taste and his, um, you know what he's got going on. So I'm glad he was able to uh, mention you guys, and I I love your stuff too. Um, awesome, thank you. Yeah, no, it, it it it. Um, I mean, I feel like we come actually, we kind of come from all the places, all of the different things that Jeff just mentioned. You know, we're kind of like a culmination of all those things like there's an there's enough rock in what we do so people who like rock they'll they'll be like yeah this band is rocking you know yeah. what i mean like we definitely rock but we're not like a rock band you know right and then there's the funk element and and it makes you want to move a little and yeah there, there's a lot to it um it's also amazing because there's so much music and i and i feel like you know every 10 years bands continue to you know, mix styles. Um, you know, after a while, so many things get thrown together that, you know, you, you start to lose, um, hopefully, some of like the more cliched genres. You know what yeah. I mean? You start to like mix some cool shit together. Now, when you guys started in 2012, streaming wasn't as popular as it is today. Um, what are your thoughts on like streaming and things like that? Because like I'm, I come from an era where you know I I bought CDs and up until like two years ago I was still buying CDs to the point where I was spending two hundred bucks a month on music and I'm like I can spend two hundred dollars a month on music or I can spend ten dollars a month and have Spotify and have access to everything, um, which I I love and hate. I mean I love being able to buy a CD or buy a record or whatever it might be for an artist, but it's just not financially, you know, the smart thing to do, I guess you could say. So in a streaming world, I mean, what is it like for you guys to, you know, do you use it to your advantage, obviously, or how does that work for you? I think for, for the listener, it's, it's great. And for the artist, it's absolutely terrible. You know, yeah. it just is. Um, there's not much of a debate there. Yeah, you know? I agree. Uh, it doesn't, you can have a massively successful song or album streaming and make nothing. 
Mm-hmm. And that doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. Um, I don't pretend to have any solution to that. Uh, I know there's a lot of people working on it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's amazing. Obviously, it's amazing to have everything available to you as a listener. That's something new. And like, the, you know, there's a lot of great to that. You know, you can learn so much, you can digest so much. Um, you're not invested in it in a certain way that we used to be when we, and not sit, it's not like an old fuddy duddy, but you know, when you had to go to the store and pick out, you know, look at your, the available CDs and pick out the one, cause you could only afford that one and you had to put, leave four or five of them behind. You're going to go home with that one and you're going to treat that and digest that differently than you are, you know, whatever song is just coming up next on the playlist that's fed to you, you know, a hundred percent. I remember, I remember being a, can't talk tonight. I remember being a, a 10, 11 years old when the counting crows album came out August and everything after, um, and sitting down with the cassette at my grandparents like table in their house and just opening the, the insert and, uh, just reading the lyrics and listening to the tape. And I was really appreciated that like the, the art involved with the, the CDs and the, all that kind of stuff. And I think we lost a lot of that, unfortunately. Seriously. I mean, we, I mean, you know, like most bands, I mean, we just, we just try to do the vinyl thing and try to get, which is also super expensive to make, but it just, it makes you feel, feel good to have that at your merch table to just be able to offer that to people to be like, we also have this experience, like what you're talking about, where you can have this album that is beautiful and we put all this time into it and we've got lyrics and we've got artwork, you know? So that's what we try to, you know, definitely. But, um, Oh, you might be getting one. Oh, cool. Yeah. I can't get into vinyl. And I think, I think it's for a couple of reasons. Like I will buy the vinyl that like, you know, my close friends put out and things like that just to support. But oftentimes there it is. Mm-hmm. Paris Monster Vinyl. I'm sure that'll be available at the show on uh, Friday, April 8th. Hell yeah. yeah. But I just can't, like, I have my CD collection for the longest time. I go out, buy CDs, I come home, put it on the computer, transfer it to my iPod, and I would take it that way because I wasn't going to have one of those, you know, big CD holders that we had in the late 90s uh, in my car because it would just be a mess. So I had, like, my CD collection is like clean, it's like almost untouched to a degree and like vinyl, I just can't really get into and it's bigger. It's, I don't really have a place to put it in my house with all the CDs and shit like that. So mm. but it's cool to have, like you're saying, cause that's what the kids. Oh want. yeah. That's, that's where I'm at, man. I, I would spend $200 a month on records. Um, you know, because you put it on and it's like this, just this timeless thing. And, uh, I started doing that again, you know, listening to the whole record. Um, or or having it on while you're doing stuff around the house is is cool too. But but the records have just like what you're talking about, you know the 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 inserts and the lyrics and the studio photos and yeah. shit like that. Well, I think they were also written so that you would listen to it from start to end. And now right. with, with with the the way you know you add these playlists and the algorithms just kind of go from song to song. It's just like, or you have this like you're listening to a song you're you know, half a minute in or whatever it might be. And you're like, Oh, I want to listen to something else. And you yeah. do because it's, it's there. You're it's, it's accessible. Like, yeah. And I, I think mm-hmm. also like uh, another part of it is like, 
band, I think bands and artists spend so much time, well, hopefully, but you know, working on the music and getting it just right and whatever to be the, the statement they want it to be. That, you know, if you, if all you could afford was one LP a month instead of one month of streaming service, I think you'd get just as much out of that one recording if that's all you had to listen to. Trusting that those bands, those artists are putting that much into it that you listen to it over and over again, you're going to have a new experience every time. You're going to find new stuff. You'll probably find more doing that than just like skimming through a thousand songs a month for the same That's how it used to be. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean... I say it all the time on, on this show. Yeah, I say all the time on this show. Like, like, I spend more time looking for something to watch on Netflix than I actually watch. Oh my god! Every night, I every, know every single night. <laughs> it's so we bad. Give up and just watch Seinfeld because we can't figure out something to watch. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You just before I know it, it's like um, I'm just still skimming, and I'm like, I think I'm ready for bed. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I miss yeah. I miss going to the video store. You know, it, it was a nice date night. Grab a pizza, go to the video store. Hope the movie yeah. you want to see is there. And like, meanwhile, I'll put on like relaxing with the Miles Davis Quintet now and find something that I've never heard in it before, and I've listened to it a thousand times. You know, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. life is wild, man. Yeah, it is. Internet's a no, I mean, it's so everything, highway. Everything is so accessible now. I, it makes me wonder where it ends. Yeah, I you mean, know? think about how much things have changed, and it's it hasn't been that long. I feel like in the last ten years, I mean, we've advanced like what used to take you know twenty or thirty. Um, and obviously, it, it comes with the uh, the invention of these these cell phones we have in our pockets and the ease of access we have to with the, with those things. And what that came out in what oh six oh seven the iPhone. I guess so. Something like well, that. Like, I was not, way behind. As you can, I was one of the last people to get one. I was, like, I was a long holdout. I got, a, I got a BlackBerry for work in 2009. Me too. I, I, I held out. I held out. I think my first iPhone was 2011. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a different world. It's and I, The internet is such a blessing and a curse. It's, it's, we have all this access to everything at our fingertips, which is great, but I think we lose a lot of the appreciation that we once had. <laughs> yeah, With everything. Yeah, my, my, my Instagram feed is if you, if you were to like hear audio of me like flipping, it's just like because oh, oh, <laughs> I'm not like I'm barely staying on anything. Yeah, and then it's like, and then I like see a friend like I don't even fucking see what it was. You know what I mean? It's like so, so, sometimes I will actually be like, okay, I liked it. I'm gonna watch this whole thing. You know? <laughs> yeah. It, you can't you can't get too crazy about it on either way, whether people are paying attention or not. And if someone liked something we did, I don't want to stop and think that like, oh, they think we're the greatest thing ever. They may have just been like, I like that guy, you know, yeah. and I'm going to like it. It's like, it doesn't matter. You know, it's, it's crazy that, that who would have thought that the record companies would give a shit how many followers you have. That's what they care about. Think about it. Yeah. Now. Yeah. And, it, and it's tons of people doing exactly what I just said. It's just like, it's like. <laughs> ass backwards but whatever i guess we just gotta go with it <laughs> yeah we really do but as, as far as paris monster goes where did that name come from it's an old um political cartoon political cartoon um yeah 
from 1798. That's very it. random. And that was what we called the project. And it's still called that. Yeah. And for those watching or listening to this, um, who have never heard of Paris monster, I've never seen you guys play live. Um, can you explain, you know, can you share with them what they could expect when listening or seeing you guys play? This is your, this is your elevator pitch. Right? So NAPA is listening to this podcast, all five listeners that I have, right? They're listening to this podcast right now. They're going to, they're going to say, Hey, like maybe we should go see those guys play at the jazz cafe on April 8th. What can they expect? I would say cr- crushing grooves, f- you know, funk, psychedelic soundscapes, uh, soulful vocals, lots of energy, some darkness and some light, you know? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Jeff, anything that? Well, I mean, I think a lot, the, a lot of the words he picked demonstrate like a balance, you know, between like light and dark, heavy and ethereal. I don't know if those are opposites, but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, heavy and atmospheric. <clears throat> um, you know, danceable, but, but we're lyric-based, so there's two different poles there. I mean, something for everyone. Okay. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's a great venue for you know who you guys are and what you guys do. Obviously, yeah, I, I think I feel like I may have played there when it was called something else. Was yeah. it called something else years ago? Ah, uh, it's been the Jazz Cafe since as long as I can remember. Okay, then uh, okay. Maybe so maybe it was called that because I played there too, Jeff. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so you both been there before, probably? Maybe. I mean, we're talking like fifteen years ago or something. Okay. Well, last time I played there if it was the same place was yeah at least that so I'll, i guess we'll find out when we're there <laughs> yeah when you're walking the door like, yeah. this project is not played there for sure right yeah we, it'll be our first time yeah but yeah i mean that room for you know what you guys do like i said is 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 uh is good cool. that's a very like you know funk-esque and uh, jam band type scene um so it's a good spot Excellent. Awesome. yeah we like a big sound system. We like a, a big room and a big sound system. You know. They have that. Um, are tickets, I guess, available for sale now? Or they're still available for sale? Yeah, we got another week to go, and and uh, yeah, sweet. It's gonna be great, man. Yeah, as long as so you know, Ben's like, "Hey, man, let me know if you want to come to the show." And I'm like, "Hell yeah, I definitely want to." And then my wife said, "Hey, my girlfriends and I are going out for dinner." I said, when? She said, April 8th. And I said, damn it. <laughs> well, so, do they have food there? Uh, they do not. Never mind. Yes, there is McDonald's across the street. Food. They could have dinner there. Right. Well, the, pro- the issue lies in um, my four-year-old having to uh, be, be uh, under supervision oh, okay, and gotcha. put to bed. Okay. <laughs> so what I'm, hoping happens, what I'm hoping happens is... That she, I mean, they're all for dinner, right? Um, she's she's pregnant. We're expecting our second child. So amazing! Yeah, thank you very much. Um, yeah, it's been a long road uh, trying to to get there, but uh, so I'm hoping like they're gonna have dinner, and they're all they're, they're all um, they have kids themselves, so I don't expect it to be a late night for her. So I'm hoping they have dinner, they all call it a night early, and then I can kind of sneak out and attend the show. 
That's the plan. Mm-hmm. That's the plan right now. <laughs> so where can people cool. find you on the, uh, the social media? Parismonster.com. Uh, and you know, we're at, well, Instagram, Facebook, we're, we're really active on those. We're at the Paris monster on all, on all. That's our hand, our handle <coughs> on Twitter. Fa- um, what are they again? Instagram, Facebook, all you <laughs> yeah. know. Stuff. Yeah. The are you guys big Twitter guys? Not these days. No. We have, there's an account up there. I don't, I can't. Twitter for me is just too much. It's just, it's too much, man. I, I can't much. either. It's like every, every time someone has an opinion, they just tweet it. It's like, think about how many, I mean, I, I think I probably follow more people than I should anyway, but it's crazy. Yeah. I just, I never got into it. It moves too fast for me. I guess I'm showing my age to an extent, Uh big Facebook guy right here. So, you know, show my age. I like Instagram yeah. too, but, but yeah. But, cool. Well, guys, thanks for doing this. I don't want to keep it too long. It is uh, Thursday night. I'm sure you have better things to do, whether that be you know sleeping or doing anything other than talking to me. Um, but I wanted to thank you for your time. I appreciate it. It's always nice to... Uh, this this podcast kind of really focuses a lot around um, the local scene in NEPA. But I always like really enjoy talking to people who are a, a little higher level and, and, and outside of our area and, and, and just being exposed to to different people and different music. So thank you very much. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah. And hopefully I'll see you guys on, on Friday. Yeah. We've got the Brendan Brisk band is at 8 PM. Yes. And then I think we'll probably go on at like, you know, nine 30 or something like that. Yeah. Brendan is great. I meant to bring that up. So thank you for mentioning that. I actually have it in my notes here. Um, So he's open enough for you guys. Great local musician here. Is that something that uh, Ben also put together or are you put together? Okay. Yeah. He's great. Brendan's yeah, he awesome. sounds great. Oh, uh, we listened to some of his uh, newest albums, so we're excited about that. Yeah, was it Relaxylvania? Yep. Cool. And what about you guys? I know the last album, I think, if if I hope I'm correct, but you put out in 2019. Is there new stuff on the horizon for you guys? It is on the horizon. It's All in right. the works. All right. I'll expect new music from you guys in the, the not-so-distant future, maybe? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. But Paris Monster, April 8th, River Street Jazz Cafe in Plains, Pennsylvania. Hope to see you guys there. And again, thank you so much for taking the time. And um, take care. Thank you. Thank you. All right. you too. Bye. Bye. Later.